Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back everybody. It's 106 in Edmonton. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. I'm at a little home office the city south side. Currently, um, a total of seven active cases in Twin Brooks. Um, Brendan is at the 630 Chet Studios. And in the second hour of the show, Louis DeBrus coming up in about uh, one minute's time. And we'll also hear from Cam Moon, the longtime play-by-play voice of the Red Deer Rebels. The second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can... uh, Text us, and we're going to get to a text quickly here on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. Trevor has texted the show to say, Bob, our Prime Minister can't go to Parliament because of the virus, but can shake hands in a crowd or a photo op. Why not hockey? And then Trevor adds, and why is it the taxpayer-funded roadside art exhibits put us on the map, but there's no benefit to the economics of sport? That one comes to us from Trevor. Keep texting the show off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. A guy with all the answers? No, he wouldn't tell you that. But Louis DeBras joins us, former Edmonton Oilers player and now um, analyst for Hockey Night in Canada. Hi, Louis. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. How are you doing today? I'm fine. And yes... I do not have all the answers, but I try. You try. Well, we all try, we all try, Louie. And if only uh, if only we did a an Oilers now on the uh, media bus, uh, either <laughs> after a loss or after about four straight wins. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's so- a little bit of a different tone, isn't it? But uh, yeah, you know what? You can't help but you know. You and I have talked about this. For years, you know, when you're in the business that we're in, you're that close to the game, you're around that environment every single day, almost every minute. Um, you can't help but get a little emotional in games, and that's the beauty of the game is it brings that out in you. So when we get on that bus, it's our time to, you know, take off the headsets and the microphone and kind of just vent a little bit about certain things that we liked or didn't like about the game. But I'm sure everybody at home is doing the same thing when they're sitting afterwards, having a couple cocktails and breaking down what happened in the game. We do the same thing. Well, we can we can tell us a slight sort of story out of ta- uh, you know uh, here a, a tale of, uh, from on the road over the last three or four years uh, because you have a personal relationship with this guy from your time in Phoenix. But on those occasions when Wayne Gretzky is with the team. He usually hops on the media bus, uh, not on the player bus. And there is a lot of uh, educational conversation. I, I know that Gene Principe and Jack, uh, you know, they're just, it's, it, it, you got to admit, it's a lot of fun when you get the great one on your bus after a game. 
Oh, it's always great when he's on the bus. And, you know, we, we joke sometimes saying that we're the happy bus because regardless of what happens on the ice, we can kind of separate ourselves from that a little bit. And I know that uh, being a former player, when you're on that bus after a loss, it's a quiet bus. There's no question. There's not a lot of talking. It's uh, reflection, get to the plane or the hotel, respectively, wherever you're going, and get out of that city as quickly as possible. After a win, it's just a lighter bus. There's just no question about it. This is the business of winning and losing, and um, there's no question that that has an effect on the demeanor of people after the games. But for us included, we, we will feel that a bit, but we have the luxury of being able to turn that off because we're not the ones playing the game. We're not the ones that are involved in that game so to speak, from that perspective. We're there as commentators. We call the game. We enjoy the game. And we just want to see a good, solid game go down and, and an entertaining game. That's kind of how we think as a whole. But uh, having a great one on board, I mean, I never it never gets old listening to his story. He's the greatest player in the game when, in the game when he starts talking everybody wants to listen yeah it's pretty cool uh when you were during your playing days and you were here in edmonton during some tough times uh after three or four losses in, a, in, in the uh row I, I believe they used to call the team the, the player bus the rolling prison <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you you know back then too it was before cell phones so you didn't have that outlet of being able to maybe jump on and actually still have a discussion without really having a discussion with people silently so you had no choice but to sit there and you know quietly talk to whoever was sitting next to you on the bus and it was it was a little bit different of an atmosphere there's no question about that um you have to have a short memory though there, you know when you, yeah. you talk about this game um, you have to forget about that. You have to try and address things that have gone wrong in that previous game. But at the same time, you have to be looking forward because the next one is either the next day or usually two days later. So it, it just happens so fast that it's really difficult, though. And I think that it's not talked about, about enough, that emotional roller coaster that a team, especially the players and coaching staff, management, training staff, everybody involved with that team go through on a night-to-night basis. It is you're either a winner or you're not. And there's just, there's really no, even a good game that you've lost, it still hurts. It still stings. Um, and you know what? You'll take those wins that maybe you shouldn't have had because there are some games you're going to play throughout the regular season and playoffs that you should have won that you didn't. We're joined by NHL hockey and Rogers analyst Louis DeBrus, Bob Stauffer with you at Oilers now. Well, Louis, this brings us to an interesting situation because, you know, when you're dealing with the day-to-day minutiae and you're, you're privileged enough even to be around it in a support role as a, as a radio commentator or a television commentator, uh, there are times that you're, you're, you're in close and tight to people an awful lot. Like, you know, like I sit next to Jack on the plane all season long and, we, you know, we're up in that booth together all season long. And, but what we've experienced over the last three months has been completely different because it's been none of that work related for most people. The majority of people have worked from home. Um, and, and, and so that makes challenges at home different for a lot of guys. You know, like mm-hmm. my wife and my daughter and, and, and son, they're like, you know, we like it, Dad, when you're gone a lot more. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's better for the relationship for everybody involved. But uh, I'm serious. Like, as we start to get back yeah. to normalcy here, Louis, the, I, I'm sure. And the question I'm going to have is because you've got a son that's in the NHL. He's a real good player. He's an emerging star. But do you think if, if pot, like 
I know as a broadcaster, if we get a chance to call games again, and I'm not even convinced we're going to be calling them in the building when we come back from this, you know, if we get back up and running here for a playoff. But when we get back in the building and get back to, to doing games, I'm going to have even a greater appreciation for it. Do you think you can extend that metaphor for what the players oh, are going to experience? Absolutely. There's no question. I mean, that's that's really – that's really what's what's driving this forward to try and get games going is because it's been missed so bad. But um, any walk of life, for that matter, Bob, anybody that's going back to regular work or some semblance of regular work, um, it's been a tough time. It's been a crazy time here in our world. And, you know, people have had to sacrifice a lot. People are hurting. Um, to just open up a bit and, and be able to do some things again now, it's slowly but surely starting to open up. And I know we have to be really, really careful still. But, you know, we always joke, you know, I'll try not to squeal the tires when I leave the driveway going to the first day of work. But, you know, that's what it's going to be like. People want to get back to their lives. They want to get back to doing what they do. And we're no different. You know, we, we have a very privileged job in the sense that we have one of the best jobs in the world, I think, doing what we do, covering the, the great game of hockey, which is the best game in the world, in my opinion. And we'll be very fortunate and happy to get back to it if we can. And the sooner the better. But you know, there's still that question mark, too. And I know that they've announced today, July 10th, is the day they want to start Phase 3, which is great to have that that specific date in mind. And I think that really puts the players at ease most importantly because they're the ones that are sitting home right now. They've heard all this talk about, you know, going back to play and how it's going to work and all the medical procedures they're going to have to take and all the precautions to get back into a building for Phase 2, let alone Phase 3, which is scheduled for july 10th but let's face it a lot of things are going to have to happen from now until july 10th to make that a go forward in my opinion and i really hope that it does because if that happens then that means that we're making strides globally with this pandemic and i think that's you know positive for everybody involved so yeah we're going to be excited to get back in there fans will be excited to see the game and the players most importantly for them they have some certainty on a, on a date that they can set in their mind where okay listen i need to start getting ready now and really ratchet it up to be ready july 10th to be ready for a training camp however long that training camp is and then step forward into whatever happens next and there's just a lot of uncertainty, but at least now they have a defined date that they can put in their minds and set a goal towards. Well, it's interesting, Louie. I mean, one of the advantages that the NHL and the NBA have is they can watch a league like the Bundesliga in Germany, right? Because Germany, yep. obviously, uh, Angela Merkel did an outstanding job uh, as leader of that country. And relative to their population, their death rate has been quite low from COVID. And they are one of the first leagues to get back up. And I, like the EPL is not even back playing yet. Uh, the league in Spain, not back and playing yet. Um, but Germany's back, and they've been back for about a month. Like, I think I've seen Alfonso Davies. They played yesterday, Bayern Munich in like their uh, league versus league playdowns that they have every every country in Europe has that where any you know any of the teams in their various different divisions can end up actually winning a a, a title and it, it, so you do have uh, you know there is an exa- almost a template uh to work from you know back just back to Jake for a second here has he even had a chance to skate over the last month or so no he hasn't rinks are just starting to open up now and I know that uh, there is some discussion of getting something going here very rapidly. So yeah. I, I'm thinking that's going to be the next step is just trying to organize groups, and there can only be a certain size group that goes to the rink. I know that minor hockey starting to get some small groups together as well, and 
that's you know only one rink that I've heard of uh, opening up, and I'm sure others will follow suit and start to uh, open their doors for people that want to come out and rent the ice. Which again is, is just a real positive, not just for the NHL, but just for people in general that you know want to play the sport, want to get out and skate, want to do something. Um, physical activity of some sort people have been missing the game for a long time and that goes to you know the, the soccer field the other day in my neighborhood here there was some 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 men out there you know kicking the ball around and they were out there and you know it's just good to see you know that's i i look up and i say okay you know what that's uh that's a positive thing you know you 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 have to start um moving forward and and starting to do things that you used to do and obviously there's there's going to be regulations and you're going to still have to be careful but i think it's a real positive things are starting to open up and i just hope there's not a setback i mean i think everybody hopes that bob you know you and i have talked about this at length everybody's concerned it's still a concern i don't want to sit here and say that it's not a concern because it certainly is and if you talk to my mom and dad who are still at home and still very afraid of this it is a concern to them and i understand that completely and i and you know for me I just want it to go well. I don't want there to be a big setback, and I want to c- keep seeing um, steps in the right direction. I think everybody would attest to that. Well, I've got, you know, we've got some clients and advertisers, and I've got some friends that run restaurants, and a couple of them delayed opening because they're like, I don't want to reopen, then have to yeah. close and reopen again, right? They it might almost be... be worse doing that, right? It might even be right. more of a setback, getting yourself back into it, and then, boom, having to pull the plug again. So, yeah, you know what's a trying time, Bob. I'll tell you, there's a lot of people out there, and uh, yeah, you know, it, 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 in, in all walks of life, and it's uh, it's crazy times, and we're just, you know, everyone's kind of experiencing this for the first time together, moving forward, and and hopefully, as we've talked about, it can move forward. That's that's all we can hope for. Well, and Louis, I'm going to throw a different angle at you here. I mean, even the range for the players. I mean, we we had the comments from Drew Doughty, and LA's out of it. They're not playing. They're done. Yep. But Drew Doughty had won two Stanley Cups. And he'd gotten himself his second huge contract. And the Kings were not going to make the playoffs. So for him to say, forget about playing again, it, I mean, well, it, he couldn't you get could understand. season fast enough. You're right. He, he was miserable. He was so, miserable. Rightfully so. Rightfully contrast, contrast that with Jake, who got to the seventh game of the Stanley Cup final last year and came up just short. And his chance to win. You know, Boston's got a real good base to that team. You know, there's there's some tremendous building blocks. A couple of those guys that are a huge part of that team are getting a little bit older. Jake's probably looking at it going, we got to play. We got we can win the Stanley Cup. So there's your contrast for the players. Yeah. Well, I think, to be honest with you, all 24 teams will have that mentality. The teams that thought they were out, outside looking, the Montreals and Chicago's of the world, are looking at themselves right now. The New York Rangers are saying, hey, you know what? We have a chance. The Phoenix Coyotes, sorry, Arizona Coyotes. I, that's my going back to my past calling the Phoenix Coyotes. But Arizona Coyotes, you know, I had a good discussion with Rick Tockett recently. And you know what? It's the same thing. This is, you know, it's an opportunity for everybody that's involved in it to potentially win the Stanley Cup. And that's really when you play the regular season, that is what you're looking for. You're looking for the opportunity to get into the final dance and you know, make some noise and potentially have a chance to win that cup. Well, 24 teams that are playing, because I do include – you know, the 16 teams that are going to play in the play-in, I, I believe it's a playoff series. It's just the fifth playoff round, and it's yeah. just as important, if not more important, to get yourself in there, and it's already playoff time for me. So I'm not look, I'm looking at it as a playoff series anyway. I'm not looking at it as a play-in series. So it'll be exciting if it goes down. It'll be an opportunity, and listen, there's no reason why a team can't go on a terrific run and and just walk through this thing. And I, And you know what? 
I, I fully kind of expect that to happen. I think that there's going to be some real surprises. There will be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The upsets, it's a major opportunity for a team to step up and just play the, the best hockey they can play at the right time. Well, the organization, Louis, that benefited the most from Gary Bettman's desire to have Montreal, the New York Rangers, and Chicago in the playoffs. The organization that benefited the most was Arizona. And they stepped up and they went and got Taylor Hall, but then they got Kemper got hurt and they were on the outside looking in. And it was going to be hard for them to make the playoffs. I know there was still some runway left, but it was they were going to have to hurdle a bunch of teams. They've gotten a major reprieve here. This is a real opportunity for them. Yeah, you know, um it is. There's no question. It's it's an opportunity like I said for a ton of teams, but there's some teams that have new life now. There's teams that, you know, like you mentioned, that thought they were kind of out of it looking in, and now all of a sudden it's like, hey, we have an opportunity, and now there's time to kind of get yourself mentally and physically prepared. And then there's a training camp that will get you even more prepared. And I think that was really important and something that we talked about early on, that, you know, in order for this to work, the players were going to have to have the ability to get on ice, number one, because this is the longest, I would say, in almost every single one of these dude. Obviously, with taking out injuries that were six months or three months or longer, this is the longest that any players in the National Hockey League throughout their whole career have probably been off the ice when they're healthy, when they've been able to skate. And that could that could do two things. I mean, you could look at it and say that's a negative, but you could also look at that and say that's a real positive. Real positive because they'll be fully rested, fully ready to go back to work and work harder and there might even be more energy and gas in the tank you know for me i look at that and some of the players that play so much hockey this might have been a break that can set them up for the next decade to kind of have that endurance that they need to really play the best hockey so i expect players to come back and be you know really fired up let's put it that way they'll be pretty fired up when they get back out there on the ice because just like everybody else they've been sitting at home too and they have a physical job they have a job that it's a physical job where every day, you know, they're jumping on, sweating, moving, working out, and their job is to keep themselves in the best shape they can possibly be in to go out there and do their job to the best of their abilities. This is going to give them the, the time to rest, to heal, and be fully ready to go. So I expect some high-octane hockey. Hey, Louie, just to wrap up, tomorrow is a big day in the DeBrusque uh, household. Jordan is graduating from the University of Alberta. She is. We're very proud of her. Virtual grad is tomorrow. We're already setting up shop here with some banners and uh, party stuff. And you know what? We're we're really excited for her. you. Know what? Obviously, it's a trying time, and these graduates don't get to experience that the way they should get to experience it. But I'm glad that they are doing this virtual graduation. They've said and stated that later on they will actually have them back if they want to come back in person to graduate, which I think is a phenomenal thing. But we're uh, we're super proud of it. We're proud of all the people that graduated and worked hard in school to to get that done. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate that tomorrow as a family. We're really excited about it. Well, Louis, as a guy who withdrew from more courses at the University of Alberta than he finished, uh, I tip my hat to Jordan. Congratulations uh, to you and your family, Jordan. That's awesome stuff. Take care, Lou.
Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it, man. You bet. Uh, I'm going to read you a tweet that Ryan Rashog from TSN put out 12 minutes ago. Looks like a solution to the 14-day quarantine is on the way from the federal government that should allow all three Canadian markets to remain viable options as hub cities and for Canadian teams to hold their training camps north of the border. Details to come in the next few days. This coming from uh, TSN's Ryan Rashog. So apparently uh, a solution from the federal government is coming. And again, I know that virtually every person that we have as a, a regular guest on the show, be it John Shannon, Mark Spector, Brian Lawton, Brian Burke, Louis DeBrusque, uh, Elliot Friedman, they all believe the same thing, that the league wants at least one of the two hub uh, cities to be in Canada. Again, TSN's Ryan Rashog tweeting out, looks like a solution to the 14-day quarantine on the way from the federal government that should allow all three Canadian markets to remain viable options as hub cities and for Canadian teams to hold their training camps north of the border. Details to come in the next few days, so I'll be intrigued to see what that is. Uh, it is one uh, twenty-five in Edmonton. Uh, we will tell you that the best pizza in the city still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza. You can visit them right now with pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Now, Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app store. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update at 1.30 and out of Red Deer. Cam Moon, longtime play-by-play voice that does the communications for the Rebels. We'll talk a bit about uh, Edmonton and uh, the weight that the Oilers carry into that market, given that it's halfway between Edmonton and Calgary. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.